hello, and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and as per usual, I am so honored to be here with all of you on this episode number 183 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, I am curious to know what you think about getting back at people. What does God have to say about it? Yeah, let's talk about that. So please take this time to go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend encourages you is coming to you with the Christian and the clapback. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, If you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, everybody. So the reason that this particular podcast slash post is in existence, there was an incident that unfolded on social media recently that really got me thinking uh, very deeply. So I'm going to talk about that in, in just a little bit, but let me just make a couple of points first, if you don't mind. And I want to say to you, BCU family, that um, I'm doing this completely unscripted and Uh, off the dome, if you will. (laughs) So this is going to be very conversational uh, (laughs) and a little different probably from what you're used to. So it's a podcast on the go, but in a different format. But nonetheless, um, number one, when I tell a story about something that I've seen, I will not, unless the Lord points me in in a different direction, I just do not give detail. I feel like that if I get into detail with with certain things, then we start to look at people differently. And that's certainly not my intent at all. So details, name dropping, things like that is not a part of my storytelling process. So that's number one. And number two is, is that as I'm speaking about the situation, That's exactly what I'm doing is speaking about the situation and what happened. I'm not here to condemn anyone. I'm not here to cast any sort of sideways judgment or any of that sort of thing. That's that's not what my purpose and intent is. 
It's to have us to look at the situation through the lens of the word of God and how when things like this happens, things like these happen, that we really should make sure that we're walking in the spirit versus walking in the flesh. So that's the purpose of what we're talking about here today. Okay, so let's get to the abbreviated story. So on one of my BCU social media accounts, uh, there is a very uh, influential Christian uh, person who is so well-versed in the word, just absolutely phenomenal, well-versed and can break the word of God down and does a phenomenal job with it. And uh, this person uh, made a post and, you know, as I was looking at the post and looking at some of the comments, there was a follower that made a comment in regard to the, who I'll call the original poster. So the, the uh, Christian person and the comment to the followers, um, to their defense, it wasn't a, a bad comment at all. It was a suggestion and it was said in love. It was, it was said very nicely. So the original poster obviously did not agree with the comment <laughs> when I saw the response to it. And because the original poster didn't agree, there were other people that kind of piled on to the person that made the comment. So now there's name calling and there's all kinds of, of things like that, just disrespectful stuff that happened and, and nothing. It, it wasn't horrible. It just wasn't handled well, just wasn't handled well. And if I was the person that had made the comment, I just don't know how I would have felt about that whole uh, pylon, if you will. So I want to say within the next couple of days, I got out of that post and within the next couple of days or so, the original poster, again, influential person, uh, posted something else. And in the wording in the post, it was clearly, BCU family, a clap back to the commenter that sort of got this whole kerfuffle started, clearly. And as I was sort of scrolling down, uh, I could see that people were like, well, what's this all about? What happened? And, you know, then people were tagged in it. And it just, again, got to be a mess. And I, I got out of there. I didn't stay in there long. I got out of there. But... I have to tell you all that the whole discourse that I observed really disturbed my spirit. And the reason I think BCU family or part of the reason that it disturbed my spirit is because of, again, the position that this particular person holds and how things were handled. Now, I am in complete understanding that there are times when people will say or do things and our flesh will rise and things will come out of our mouths, come out of our hearts, come out of our fingers when we're typing, when it's all really coming out of your heart, actually. And we feel like we need to get that taken care of. We've got to, to, to clap back at someone. And I understand that completely. And there's been some times, BCU family, where I really had to call on the Lord to suppress what I really wanted to say. And in my walk with Christ over these years, I have said some things that I've had no business saying. So again, I'm not here to condemn anybody. 
Um, what I am here to talk about is, you know, as we grow and mature in Christ, is clapbacking part of the Christian walk? Let's define a clap back. Let's define that. And I went just right to, believe it or not, merriamwebster.com, checked out the dictionary there. And the word clapback was actually added in January of this year. Um, and if you're listening to this, it's 2019. So just added as a new word. Um, it's been around for quite some time, but um, it's, it's here. And the definition goes something like, uh, a clapback is not to be confused with a garden variety diss or disrespect or someone just responding to something that you said. The clapback goes further because it is deemed as a more targeted, often viciously acute comeback intended to place an individual in a much needed check. So in other words, you're, you're checking this person. You're putting them back in their place. The definition goes on to say that the goal of the clapback is to shut the person down. So when you think about this BCU family, when you think that about a clapback, meaning that you are responding to someone with a criticism and a withering comeback, you know, something to embarrass that person, something to hurt that person's feelings, something to let them know that you hurt me and I'm going to, or I'm going to get you back. When you think about those things, is that really what God calls us to as people of God? Is it really? And I will submit to you that it is not, that it is not. Now, we want to go to the word of God because you don't want to just take my word for it. What does God have to say about it? And I want to take you all to Matthew chapter 18, verse number seven. And the Lord has been on me with this scripture for the past few years. It's been something that uh, we've talked about uh, in BC, on the BCU podcast. We've talked about it on the Periscope Bible study that we have on Thursdays and just in general, a speech again, Matthew chapter 18, verse number seven says, a woe unto the world because of offenses for it must needs needs be that offenses will come, but woe to the man by whom the offense comes. So this just breaks down to say that what I like to say here, BCU family is that offenses will come. At some point in time in our lives, we are going to be offended. Someone's going to offend us. And if we feel like we're always on the receiving end of the offending, uh, that is not necessarily so because James chapter three reminds us that in many things we offend all. So if we are not being offended, we have offended someone. That is just part of life, period. So we need to prepare our hearts to know that offenses are going to come. How are we supposed to handle those? So there's no provision in the word for clapping back. 
what it is, is that we are supposed to uh, go to the person and talk to them. Now, in that same chapter, Matthew chapter 18, verse number 15 says that if your brother shall trespass against you, and brother means anyone, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. So the proper thing to do, BCU family, is to just go to the person. And what I observed on social media, that should have been taken. If it was that offensive, it should have been taken into the, the private message, the DM, direct message, or what have you. That discourse should not have played out in front of everybody. And it's the same thing for us. If someone offends us, rather than taking it public, we're to take it private to that individual and talk with them. Now, the scriptures go on to say, uh, again, Matthew chapter 18, verse number 16, that if that person doesn't hear you, then take uh, with you one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. So if you feel like that person isn't hearing you or what have you, then you just, you know, take someone with you and then try to have the conversation again. You know, a good mediator, someone who is impartial that will, you know, listen to both sides and perhaps, you know, in that type of setting. And for some, that's needful. In that type of setting, things will work out differently and better so that, again, you all are have cleared up the misunderstanding. And then uh, verse number 17 goes on to say, but if he ne- if he shall neglect to hear them, then tell it to the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, then let him be as unto thee, a heathen man and a publican. So a heathen, uh, a sinner, someone without God, publican, um, this is someone that just does not want to reconcile. And in that case, the scripture is saying, you know what? You can just let that whole thing go. You've done what you can in that particular case. Then you just want to let the situation go. Now, that does not mean that you clap back or say anything about this individual. You still have to forgive them. Absolutely. Yes, you do. If you go down to verse number 21, uh, Peter asked the Lord and says, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Seven times. You know, Peter threw out that seven. And Jesus in verse number 22 says, uh, I say not unto you seven, but 70 times seven. So while you may not maintain a relationship with this person that has disrespected you and you've already gone through all the process of on how to confront them, the scriptures still tell us that we need to forgive. And forgiving that individual means that you are no longer holding that sin over their head or what they said to you or how they treated you. It is a done deal. Okay. So while you may not end up to be the best of friends, you have let it go. BCU family, you've let it go. You're not talking about it to people anymore. You are not continuing to stew about it. You're not going over it. You're not uh, bringing it up every time you see the person, when you hear their name, when you see a, a when you see someone that has the same name that they do or what have you, you're not going back over that again. You have let it go. And that's how you know that you have forgiven the person. Uh, if you see them and if there's an issue, that means that you know you're you're avoiding them 
or you can't stand the side of them or you cross on the other side of the church or what have you, that means that you haven't forgiven the person. It means that you haven't forgiven the person. And it's important for us to make sure that we forgive from the heart because if we don't, God can't forgive us. And if you read the remainder of Matthew chapter 18, Jesus goes into a parable uh, and this uh, starts at verse number, I want to say number 23 and goes down to verse number 35 and just in a nutshell, and please read this BCU family when you've got some quiet time with the Lord. Um, it goes into how there was a certain uh, man who was an accountant for this particular king and some sort of way he had been mismanaging the money and owed this king 10,000 talents. And he didn't have the money. He was supposed to have his wife, children, and everything that he had sold so that payment could be made. And there, even with that, he was not able to pay that money back. That servant fell down and asked the, the king to have patience with him and he would pay him everything. Just fell down and cried. And um, the, the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion, the scripture says, and forgave him of the debt. That same servant who had just gotten forgiven went out and found a one of his friends that owed him a hundred pence. Now we got 10,000 talents versus a hundred pence, which was still a lot of money, but certainly not as much as 10,000 talents. And he took his friend by the throat and said, I need my money. I want my money. And of course, his friend didn't have the money and, you know, begged him, you know, please, I'll do what I can and I'll, I'll get it back to you. But that servant who had just gotten forgiven said, no, you're going to jail until you pay the debt. So it just so happened, it just so happened that some folks saw this man that had just gotten forgiven throw somebody in jail for something so trivial. And that king called him back in and said, listen, you are a wicked. He called him wicked BCU family, wicked servant. I forgave you of all of that debt because you asked me to. And shouldn't you have had compassion on your fellow servant? And verse 34 says that the king was wroth and delivered this man to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. And so that just means that he wasn't going to ever get out of the tormentors. And when you think about this, this verse, number 34, think about number 35, it says, so likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you, if you from your hearts do not forgive everyone that trespasses against you. So I say this BCU family, and it's funny, I hadn't intended to go here, but the Lord had me go this way for a reason that whether or not you ever have a relationship with the person that disrespected you, you still need to make sure that you have forgiven them from your heart. Otherwise, it puts you in jeopardy of not making it into the kingdom of heaven. That's just all there is to it. And we need to make sure with God's grace that our hearts are clean and pure when it comes to that uh, so that we do not jeopardize our seat in heaven. And, you know, the scriptures remind us that the fearful and unbelieving 
along with liars and others, shall serve their part in the lake of fire. The book of Revelation tells us that. And um, with that, unbelievers also includes people that don't believe what God says, whether or not you are a Christian, okay, you profess to know Christ. We have to take God at all of his word and do everything that he tells us. And when we don't do what he says, we don't believe. Now we're, we're getting into disobedience. And you, there's only two ways with God. We either obey or we don't. And is it really worth it for us to go back and to treat people according to how they treated us? Does not the scriptures remind us that vengeance is mine? I will repay, saith the Lord. The book of Romans says that. So are we trusting and believing that God will take care of those who have hurt us? Or do we want to take God's place, so to speak, and make sure that they got their just due? We also want to remember, BCU family, that if God gave us what we deserved, for the many times that we walked outside of his will or said or did things that were displeasing to him, if he quote unquote got back or, or clapped back to us, where would we be? Where's our compassion? Where's our mercy? Where is the way of doing things the way that God would have us to do them? That's what we want to think about the next time that we are offended. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, BCU family, I have got to get ready to wrap things up. I tell you, uh, this was good to me and it really has me thinking. And I'd like to know what your thoughts are on what our topic du jour is. So if you're not already on the blendcouragesyou.com site, please make your way over. There's a comment section at the end of this post. I would love to hear your thoughts so we can continue our conversation. All right, BCU family. Well, we're going to wrap things up. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. And I am so looking forward to the next time that we are together. So until then, may our awesome God bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you and give you peace as you stay on the wall.